Welcome to Holy Cow, a Cubs podcast. I'm your host, Sean Holland. Our guest this week is Sam Fells, who does some work for Cubs Den, and he has a hockey blog, Faxes from Uncle Dale, about the Blackhawks. It's pretty good. You should uh, check that out. And um, well, we talked about the Cubs' recent good play. Obviously, that was this was recorded on Friday afternoon before the Cubs got swept by the Reds. Which, obviously, not great timing, but I really do think it was just a bad weekend and things are going to be okay. So, But actually, we do mention a little bit the you know, soft upcoming schedule, but you got to be careful about that. And Boy, did that turn out to be right. Um, I also asked him a few questions about the Cubs rotation. And then the final question about the Blackhawks and what they're going to do in the offseason. So if you're a hockey fan, that'll be interesting for you, too. Uh, you can find Sam at Sam Fells on Twitter, and here he is. So the Cubs have been playing pretty well lately. You know, last night had a hiccup against the Reds, a little six-run, six-inning did them in, but they've been playing really uh, well lately. So what do you think of how they're playing? Um, you know, it's hard to complain. I They, they do it uh, more pitching and defense than I thought we would – have but that doesn't mean their offense isn't any good because we know that it is it just seems to be really spiky it has 10 runs nine runs two games and then three runs the next three games and so on but yeah I, you know i i think i'm always encouraged when a team is winning most of its games they seem to be winning two of three pretty consistently without looking great because we know there's another gear for them to get to uh we know that that somewhere along this season there'll be a streak of five six games that they win by a combined 50 runs or whatever so uh you know they just play they played really clean uh earlier in the season it wasn't so much but you know they're making all the defensive plays um some great ones all the routine ones they're they seem a little more locked in the bullpen even with all the injuries except for a hiccup here and there has been has been really good so you can't complain about that so yeah it's uh it's exciting yeah, and I'd like to remind people, too, that, you know, this time last year, the Cubs were basically 500, maybe a game under 500, and, like, they were not looking good at all. I mean, compared this year to last year, it's just night and day. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, the offense is a little better. Uh, you don't have as many hitters struggling uh, as you did last year. Schwarber's had a complete turnaround, and uh, and the center field position's a lot more settled. So, yeah, it, it, it does look a little better. I'm a little worried about the rotation, but not so much that I think it's a problem. You know, speaking of the rotation, I was going to bring that up. Um, you know, I don't want to say Kyle Hendricks has been bad because he's kept his run total pretty low, but he has not looked like the Kyle Hendricks of the past two years. It's just like slightly off, especially like the control and then allowing home runs. Should we be a little worried about Kyle Hendricks? Well, I wouldn't say you should be calm, but I also don't think you should be worried. I, yeah, it's been a little off. You know, his margin of error is just so, so small. And we saw a full season of him on the right side of it in 2016, and that's what it can look like 
last year it was kind of half and half. You know, before he got hurt, he was okay. He wasn't great. Then after he came back, he was really, really good. Um, and then this year, you know, he's been, he's had home run troubles because, you know, the places he has to live, he doesn't quite hit them. It's either a walk because he's on the edges or it's over the middle of the plate. And when he's over the middle of the plate, he's going to get hit. Um, and he doesn't seem to, you know, when you, when you let the park go over everyone, he doesn't get to benefit from the defense the way John Lester does per se, uh, or has been recently. Uh, I think he'll, he'll figure it out. Uh, the contact numbers aren't that discouraging. You know, he just sees a, a more fly balls heading out of the park than he has. Um, the walks are a little concerned. There's been a little more of those, but you know, we don't expect that to continue. Um, but you know, this is, this is my, just how it'd be. It, the margins are so small that if he's not on, if there's something even a little mechanically off, we, I remember him complaining in 2015, he was way off, you know, and then uh, this, this is what can happen, but you know, he's still an effective pitcher. I don't know that we should view him as a number two starter, which he has looked at times. I don't know if that's where really he lives, but um, yeah, he bears watching. I, I wouldn't be worried yet. Uh, I, I'd give it another month before I worry. Yeah, and of course, we obviously we have uh, Chatwood with his continued problems, and Mike Montgomery has just been great. Even his last game where he was kind of off, he still was very good. And this is going to come to a head when Hugh Darvish comes back. You know, there's talk about six man rotation, or, or you know, putting Montgomery back on the bullpen. But can you really put Montgomery back on the bullpen? I mean, you can. I don't know that you should. Uh, I don't. I don't view this as a huge um, problem. I think you can go with six starters for a turn or two through the rotation and put off that decision. And then you never know, maybe someone in there gets hurt and you're, you're still with five. I mean, I, I would love to see Montgomery. He's earned the right to stay in the rotation, but can you put Chadwood in the pen? I mean, you can't have him walking guys out of there just as much as you can't have him walking when he starts. So it's a real, uh, it's a question, but you know, in the end, like, I don't, I don't think the Cubs are going to win or lose the NL central because Chatwood or Montgomery is starting or not. Um, I think they're better than the Brewers either way. And I think they're going to still win by some open games here. And then, you know, when you get to the playoffs, you don't use a fifth starter anyway. So I don't know that it's that big a deal. Um, I don't think there's a wrong answer. Honestly, I, 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 I at this point, yeah, I am tempted to ride Montgomery as a starter until it doesn't work anymore. And maybe Chatwood relaxes a little more out of the pen because he's definitely looked like he's got the weight of the world on his shoulders. Um, he's done it before. It's not going to be foreign to him. Um, but yeah, I don't, I, I you know, uh, uh, keeping everyone fresh. I know Lester hates uh, a six man rotation, but you know, with all those makeup games, they're going to have playing in the later half of the year. They're going to have some stretches where two, three weeks without a day off. So I don't know that a six man rotation is, is a bad idea here and there. Yeah, he might not like it, but you know, in like the, like you were saying in the dog days of August with all these makeup games and stuff, it'll probably be for the best anyway. They probably would have gone to a six man rotation even if Chatwood was doing good. So right, yeah, I mean they've done it the past two seasons, so we've certainly seen it before. Um, uh, so yeah, I, I mean if Montgomery, you know, if he's going to give up one run every time, then then you you can't take him out. I mean, there'd just be no way, and and you'd risk um, you'd risk alienating him. I, you know, Madden. That's what you hired Joe Madden to do to keep everyone on board and pulling the same direction. But at some point, a guy's earned his shot, and, and he's not going to accept 
uh, you know, a lesser role. We know Montgomery wants to start. He said as much, and he's proven that he should um, for now. So uh, I think he's 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 earned the right to stay in the rotation through the All Star break at least, and then you sort of see where you are. Yeah. So I guess I'll move over to the offense now. You know, at first this Jason Hayward thing started happening, and everyone was kind of cautious, like, well, he's gone on these little hot streaks before. And then it kept going, but then there was a little downturn. And everyone's like, well, maybe he's going to return to normal again, but now he's red hot again. So should we actually start believing in Jason Hayward? Um, I won't stop you if you do. Uh, I mean, we, there's, there's a pedigree here. You know, we know that he has been a good player. Now I don't know that he's ever been an offensively dominant performer. He's had some really good seasons, you know, but he's never been, well, I think the highest winning win runs created plus is uh, 120 somewhere in there. Uh, you know, a 360 weighted on 330 weighted on base somewhere in there. I have to look it up real quick. Um, but I, you know, the approach and swing just looks so much better. He's really using the opposite field, which I've been screaming about for two years, and and not just like slapping the ball over there, but really driving it that way which has allowed him to get more inside pitches, which he's turning on. I, I, I like that he's staying inside the ball. You know, his swing used to be all arms, you know, he kind of come out and around and that's why there's so many ground balls and so much weak contact. You can't hit that way. You know, now he seems to be getting his legs, his hips into it. Uh, the swing looks better. Uh, I think if you think, yeah, he could do this all year that you have every reason to, but let's, let's remember what this is. It's a good offensive player it's not a great offensive player combined with his great defense it's a very very useful player um yeah. so you know you're talking about slightly above average this season basically um which is fine i mean it's way more than they've gotten uh and so to ask a player who's obviously this talented uh, he's still talented to maintain an above average just a above average Offensive season, I don't know that you're asking that much. It feels like you're asking that much because of what the past two seasons have. And I wrote about it on Prospectus that players who've had those consecutive seasons never rebound most of the time. Um, so it would be rare for him to do so, but he's also only, what, 29? Um, so, I, you know, I wouldn't sell out on Jason Hayward, but if you want to buy some stocks, that, that's probably a prudent play. Yeah, it's kind of an interesting two sides of the coin thing. Like, if you can tell me you're going to get average offense from Hayward and average defense from Schwarber, then you'll take that all year. Right, absolutely. And you're getting plus in both categories. Um, so, yeah, I, uh, it's, I, that's one of the reasons that you believe this team because you look around the diamond and you're like, wow, there's, there's a plus player at every spot uh, if they're well slotted. And, uh, you know, that's why I think there's a, a 10 of 12, a 12 of 14, uh, you know, as good as this little streak has been, you know, I think they're going to rip off, you know, we, we know this team goes, does the big work in August and, and the end of July. And I think somewhere in there, you're going to see a real impressive streak because think everything just looks like it should be that way. Yeah. And, you know, I don't mean to malign Schwarber either because like with his arm and stuff, he's actually been an above average defender. Absolutely. Kind of shocking to people, but maybe we shouldn't be shocked. No. Well, I mean, you can be shocked because it did look so bad and uh, it's not just about weight loss. You know, there's instincts there. 
there's re- you know re- uh, reactions to things, and and all of that has improved, and uh, that's the surprising thing. Yeah, I guess one of those things. I guess hard work does sometimes pay off. That he's put in a lot of work in the outfield, and it's starting to show. Mm-hmm. Speaking of outfielders, there's been this trend that I've noticed. I'm sure you've noticed it too. Whenever you write any articles about the Cubs, um, Albert Almora is just a flashpoint anymore. <laughs> if he's yes. playing or not playing, it's just like, man, it is like amazing the, the reaction of the people reading about that. Mm-hmm. It's uh, yeah, it's yeah, it's it's the new uh, Bears quarterback uh, magic shotgun sort of thing. Um, I, I'm a big Albert Elmore fan, but I the way Hap has uh, hit uh, over the past couple past month or so, I'd say. I mean, he deserves his spot in the lineup too. I really don't. I don't like him in center. He, he's he, he's he doesn't have instincts for it because he's never really played it before. And I think that makes a difference, but you know, with Hayward hitting the way he's hitting, you know, there's not an automatic spot for Hap anymore. Uh, also, Elmora, you know, he doesn't hit for a lot of power. There's a lot of ground balls there, but he is hitting 330. Uh, he's got a good approach. He's, he's great in center, which is kind of amazing because he's just not that fast. Um, yeah, I mean, this is another thing that that I think because the baseball season is so long and and we've been reduced to Cubs first world problems. I think people are making too much of, you know, uh, uh, whether it's Hap, whether it's Almora, I, you know, I think when the chips are down, it'll be Almora and they'll find spots for Hap just like they find spots for Zobris. Um, but yeah, I, I, you know, I think basing it on the starter when Lester is starting based on the kind of contact he's giving up, you want Almora out there. Um, you know, when you, when Darvish is healthy or when Q's out there, I think getting away with Hap is, is probably better, uh, a better spot for him just cause they strike out more guys. But, uh, yeah, at this point, I mean, are you, is there a wrong answer? I, I, I would argue there isn't. Yeah. And I just, I've always strongly believed in, you know, putting your players in a position to succeed. Right. And if there is like a really tough right-handed pitcher with like, especially with breaking stuff that dives away, a lot like with a bias, it's not Elmore is probably not going to succeed as well. And I think where they're playing him is helping him to hit so well. If he was put against all the really elite righties, he might not be hitting as well. Right. Exactly. So, um, yeah, I I think that, I think that puts it perfectly. And it it also, he has played against a fair number of right-handed pitchers. I mean, He's getting a majority of the starts. So right. Like- he's, he's, he's getting exactly the number of starts we'd hoped for uh, at the beginning of the year. And now that it's here, people still want to complain because I think fans are still getting used to the idea that the Cubs just, they, they only play two guys every day. And that's Rizzo and Bryant. And then everything else is, is up for, you know, is subject to change the next day. Um, no one's going to play 150 games other than those two and nor should they. So, as much as it can be, this is what, this is what full time for everyone else looks like. Yeah, exactly. And you know, what do you, how do you feel about Bryant hitting lead off? Um, I, uh, I think it's kind of, a, I mean, it's kind of, I think it's sort of the same gimmick that Rizzo leading off last year was like, it's just kind of something to keep guys loose and fresh, you know, in a long season. I don't think that they think it's a long-term solution, but you know, if he's, 
if he's in a moment where he's not hitting for a lot of power, but he is getting on base, then that's probably where he belongs. Certainly he, he runs well enough to be a good leadoff hitter. He gets from first to third. He can steal a bag. He can score from second. Um, so if you have, you if at the moment you feel you have guys hitting for more pop and you want them to drive in a few more runs then then for right now, yeah, it's no problem. It's not like they have a great on base guy instead of him, you know, Zobrist has let off a lot, which I'm fine with. Um, but you know, Baez let off a couple times that that should never, ever, ever happen. Uh, I think I wouldn't mind seeing Hayward do it, uh, here and there, but for now, yeah, it's fine. I mean, you know, I, I, if someone were to subscribe to the theory, look, I'm just going to list my hitters from best to worst one through eight best hitter first, second best hitter second. Yeah. I, that works for me. I, 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 maybe that's the way you should do it. I, like, I don't, I don't think it matters much. Um, yeah, I'm sure once he starts hitting home runs regularly again, he'll be back to second or third, but yeah, I, for now it's, it's fine. You know, interestingly, I was just thinking about that. You know, the, the one thing I would say that was surprising about this offense in a bad way, I don't even want to say if it's a bad way there. The power has not been quite what you'd expect it to be. And I don't know if it's a combination of like bad weather to start the year or, you know, I'm not sure what it is, but that like Contreras and Bryant, a lot of like, not as much power as you'd expect. Yeah, they, they do. They do seem a little short because Contreras hasn't hit for the power he did last year. Almora doesn't hit for much power. Russell hasn't caught, hasn't matched by as his power. Bryant's had this slump. Rizzo was hurt. Um, so yeah, but I, I also wouldn't be shocked if that just comes around. Um, I don't think Contreras' year last year was a power spike. I think that's who he is. We've seen Russell hit 20 homers before, uh, and I really like Russell's approach this year. I think that's going to result in, in more power as we go along here. Um, he's been really concentrating on going the other way where he's not going to hit a lot of homers, but it will open those up for him later. Uh, so it's kind of a weird offense They're you know, they, their two mashers have not been mashers and hence it looks a little, um, uh, low, uh, softer than it, than it should be. But, uh, I, I don't think that's a season long trend. Yeah, I, I agree with you on that. So, um, trying to think they've, they've kind of got, uh, I think it was Ryan Davis who was saying that they have coming up, the Cubs have. Um, a pretty soft schedule until the all-star break. Mm-hmm. Only the Dodgers series is the only series with a team over 500. So, you know, you should feel good about this, but then you almost get kind of leery, but it should be a good stretch for them. Yeah. I, I try and uh, guard against looking at a baseball schedule, the way you look at an NFL schedule, because pitching matchups get weird guys spasm, you know, a really good start out of nowhere last night, for example, um, yeah, but you can also argue, Hey, the Dodgers aren't all that good either. Um, but yeah, you know, I mean, just looking at it, the Reds this weekend, then this weird one stop road trip in California before, uh, the twins, the tigers, the reds, and the giants back out to California again. Um, and they all, and all these teams blow. Uh, so yeah, you'd like to think this is where you're really going to make a move. Um, and uh, they should, but uh, you know, baseball schedules never work out quite that way. Like you can run it. Yeah. You can run into a team that sucks, but they just happen to have won five in a row before you hit them. Uh, you, you know what you, you get two of your people in the rotation who have bad starts back to back just because, 
Um, so yeah, I mean, this looks like a three week stretch that they should absolutely dominate, take over first place for good. And, uh, just mosey on out from there. But, uh, you know, it, it's hard to predict that just because, you know, baseball is going to baseball on you. And then they could easily win 10 in a row against really good teams. Like, you know, the stretch they have with Arizona and St. Louis, you know, they can, they can sweep that just because that's just what they decided to do that day. I, you know, it's, it's weird, but yeah, it, it does look pretty tasty coming up here. Yeah. So I guess that's a good note to finish our baseball questions, but uh, you have to talk about your, your day job. So oh, please, <laughs> so, please, by all means. Yeah. Hockey. Um, okay. So full disclosure, I've watched 95% of Blackhawks games since 1994. I think that says more than you want it to, but go ahead. <laughs> so. Yes. The ones that were on TV, I guess I should say. Because <laughs> there's a time when not all of them were on TV. Right. Absolutely. But, um, Okay, so the Blackhawks, obviously not a good year last year. Crawford hurt mystery injury, so, mm-hmm. I mean, it's obviously concussion, but they won't say. Uh, um, it could be concussion and more. Um, it, 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 there's, <laughs> uh, we won't get the truth for years and years and years unless they trade him and they want to do the Boston media thing and, and kick dirt on him on his way out. But, uh, yeah, I, the impression I get is there's more at work here than just a head injury, but the head injury is, is, is the major thing. No. Okay. Well, that makes sense. Well, anyway, obviously the defense last year, just a disaster. <laughs> yes. I mean, to, to put it kindly, um, to bring it, you know, that's the positive thing out of the year, but other than that, not much happening. So what do you think is going to happen this off season? Ah, uh, boy, that's hard to say. Um, I think today, tonight, uh, the NHL draft is going to be awfully interesting. I, I get the impression they are going to keep their, they have two picks in the first round, eight and 27. I get the impression they want to keep eight. There are some really good players like that. They like, it won't be up. It won't help this team this year, but could easily help the team next year. Uh, I think that 27th pick is in play, but I don't really know how much value it has for other teams. We'll find out. Um, I don't, I, there just isn't a free agent splash for them to make. Uh, I think that's what they would prefer to do because they just don't have a lot they can afford to lose off the roster in a trade. That's why Brandon Saad's name keeps getting mentioned. That's about it. And I don't know that they can lose him either. You know, it sounds like John Tavares is going to stay uh, in New York. Um, I don't know that the Hawks wanted to throw 13 or 14 million at him, which it would take. I don't know that he would have taken it from the Hawks. Um, if he leaves New York, sounds like San Jose is a more likely destination and past him, you know, John Carlson from Washington, he's going to get a lot of money off a career season. He does a lot of work at his power play. I don't know that he helps everything that the Hawks need for eight or $9 million a year. I think they'll make a run at James Van Riemsdyk. That's a pretty good idea depending on the price, but they're definitely gonna need to swing a trade. You know, they have, they have to get at least one more defenseman. Um, they have to get at least a top four defenseman. Uh, and there's just none out there. Uh, that's why Justin Falk is the name you keep hearing. Um, and they're going to have to swing a trade somehow for that. And if they can improve the blue line, uh, I am of the opinion that they should just let uh, Henry Yokoharju, their first round pick last year, play this year uh, as a third pairing guy. Uh, I would, you know, then look at seeing maybe if Gustafsson or Forsling have value in a trade as well. 
um, and keep him sheltered and then figure out someone in the top four. If they can improve their defense with one or two additions, uh, I like the forward core. I I think it's pretty good. Uh, I don't think it needs that much help uh, because I think Saad and Taze are going to have rebound years simply because, uh, just because the percentages rebound. Uh, That's hockey like baseball. It's just going to spin out from under you. Um, And if they can keep the Brinkett and Kane together, those guys are going to put some fireworks together. So I don't think it's as bad as people believe, but it still hinges on the goalie. If Crawford is not healthy, they're not going to be good. Uh, if he's not going to be healthy, they have to figure out a plan B. I don't know what that is. Uh, if, if they can figure out a good plan B, someone who can be representative, at least league average, they can probably scrape a playoff spot. If they can get Crawford like numbers from either him or someone else, they can easily be a playoff team again. I, I don't, I don't know that it's that dire. Yeah, I, I tend to agree with you on that. Is it for you know during the year you're like, oh man, this is bad, but then like they still have like you said, they still have a good core, especially forwards. And I think yeah, you just need one or two more defensemen. Maybe they should have kept Michael Kempney. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that's a discussion we could we could have till the end of time. Uh, they definitely should have kept him and used him properly. He would they would they would have some answers right now. Um, but uh, you know that ship sailed so. Here we are. <laughs> yep. Well, I think that's a good point to end it on. You got it. Um, thank you for coming on my podcast. Thanks for having me. I'm sorry it took so long to find a time. Uh, you know, schedules work funny that way, but uh, enjoy yep. it. Yep. Thank you. All right. Well, that's it for uh, this week's podcast. Remember, if you have any questions, just send an email to holycowpod at gmail. I will try to get it on the air and uh, you can follow me at STH85 on Twitter send me questions on there too if you have any Uh, you can subscribe to this podcast on iTunes it's also on Stitcher and Google Play so you know a lot of options out there and if uh, you don't mind if you do go on iTunes for it uh, just uh, give it a rating and a review so I know somebody's listening And thank you.